0: Hello oh, and welcome to Menders, where we talk with the sonic artists behind our favorite films, series, and games. Except today we're just talking to each other. Welcome to Tone Menders. My name's Tim Muirhead. I'll be your host today and we have the whole crew with us, Renee Coronado. Good to talk to you. How you doing? What's up, Tim? Teresa Morrow. Teresa, just getting over COVID. How you feeling today, Teresa?
1: Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Thanks.
0: Excellent. And we have Mark
2: Kilborn. Mark, what's up? Just doing okay, man. God, that was really dumb. Fuck, oh, I'm tired. Let Keep me just it. do that Keep again. It. You don't have to read. Uh, you get another wow. chance. I'm tired. I'm sorry. He's tired. How am I doing? I'm tired, but I'm alive. And I'm here. Let's talk. Awesome. Well, uh, we just wanted to do kind of a
0: year-end wrap-up and get together. Mostly we just wanted to kind of hang out with each other, but we thought we'd put the mics live. And uh, Teresa has come up with some kind of quiz for the other three of us, but we don't. that's about all we know right now. So I guess we'll throw it to Teresa and see what she's got in store for us.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. As Tim mentioned, I am recovering from COVID. So I had a lot of time at home. And uh, Tim suggested last night that uh, we would have this chat. So I was like, let's do something fun. <laughs> so it's a little bit stream of consciousness, but I devised a uh, sort of trivia. I'd, I've done a couple trivia nights re- recently. I was like, this is kind of fun. Let's do a little like audio optimized uh, trivia quiz for you guys. Maybe you guys, for certain questions, you can confer. For others, you can compete. It's up to okay. you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's go with the first annual Tone Bender's. End of your quiz. <laughs> End of your <year> weirdo quiz. <laughs> okay. So my first category is general knowledge.
3: Oh boy. Okay.
1: Don't at me, people. I don't have <laughs> a staff fact checker. And as I'll mention one more time, I was very sick when I made <laughs> this question. Stop
0: with the excuses. Give us the question. <laughs> one more disclaimer, then okay. we can move on. So
1: general knowledge category. Okay. So uh, question number one. How many versions of Pro Tools are currently available, and can you name them?
2: Oh, F. Uh, <laughs> can anyone?
1: I feel
3: like I need to go like an over under here. I feel like I feel like a good line for over under is like
0: five. I think it's three, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was three. I thought there was like. Basic, Flex, and then and, and something they just renamed Ultimate that they took away from Ultimate. Right. Well, there's there's Ultimate. Flex what became Ultimate again after it was previously Ultimate.
3: But didn't that used to be Basic? Didn't Basic turn into Flex? <laughs> there's like a free version.
1: This is making a lot of sense. Mark, do you even use Pro Tools <laughs> in, in your day-to-day? S-
2: well, sometimes I use it sometimes. for surround mixing, but I do all my design and Reaper, which only has one version. Sorry, I've got to be annoying Reaper guy just <laughs> yeah. once tonight. That was your one time. Well, so Tim already guessed three, so I'm going to guess two. Two. Did you really say only one time? <laughs> <laughs> I'll guess
3: two. Renee. Uh, I mean, I feel like it
0: has to be like five,
3: right? Well, I was like a good line would be five.
1: Five.
0: But maybe three is a better line.
1: Okay. Correct answer.
0: It's gotta be four because that's the one we didn't pick.
1: It's four. Yeah. <laughs> Artist, studio, ultimate, and intro. Oh,
0: okay. Well, wow. great marketing pro tools. None of us know the answer. <laughs> work on it all day and have no idea. Okay. I
3: don't know okay. What version I'm running at the house?
1: <laughs> Still on the Pro Tools. I work in Pro Tools all day, so I'm sticking with Pro Tools. Next question. What is the Pro Tools keyboard shortcut for consolidate clips? Ding. Renee? Shift option three. You're right. Very good.
0: <laughs> I've got that one on my uh, Avid control app. It's just a button on my iPad, That's, so I, don't, oh, I have
1: yeah. no idea. So <laughs> gone smart. Yeah.
2: I've got it on my stream deck.
1: I can do it with my fingers, but I don't know what the keys are. Uh, next question. What is the Pro Tools keyboard shortcut for delete selected fades?
0: Oh, I don't know that one.
3: Oh, F. I don't know that one at all. That's the one that I have. Like, actually actually still mouse to that one.
0: Oh, I think we're
1: stumped. Mark, you got a guess? Anybody have a guess?
0: Well, it's got to be something F, right? Is it like Option, Option, <laughs> Command F?
2: I don't know.
1: F. This. The correct answer is. That's trick question. There isn't one. Oh. F-
2: those bastards. This is why I mouse to that thing. <laughs> well, for whatever it's worth, I was thinking I just go into the menus to do it because I don't know the key command. And yeah. I was
1: recently working on a thing where I had to I had made a mistake and I had to go back and delete a lot of fades and there was no shortcut and I was very upset.
3: That's what keyboard maestro is for. Exactly. Like I have like half of those <laughs> things are like in keyboard maestro.
1: That's our tip for the day. Get keyboard maestro.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, next question. This is an easy one. Come on. The word pot. In a sound studio context is short for what word?
0: Ding. Ding. Potentiometer. Yeah, he dinged in first.
1: That's okay. okay. You guys you guys all know that? Mm hmm. Yeah. I would pronounce it potentiometer. Potentiometer. Yeah, I
0: was going to say I'm not sure the pronunciation anymore, but I know it, how to read it. <laughs> I
1: usually just see it written. So. It is a very useless fact.
2: I was going to say, depending on depending on the kind of studio, it could mean something else. But yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's still a studio context. It's fine.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one for you guys. Let's see how broad your interests are. What's faster? Adagio or Andante?
3: 50-50
0: shot. Yeah, yeah. Andante. I'll go
2: the other one, Adagio.
3: Yeah, Andante sounds slow. I would go with Adagio.
1: Oh, Mark, you're correct. Ah. Andante is faster (laughs) than Adagio.
2: Total guess, but all right, I'll take it.
1: It might come in handy someday. You never know.
2: (laughs) I I have zero music theory.
1: Okay, this is the last of the general knowledge. Which of these has more pins? Which of these has more pins? Scuzzy. A, a Tuchel connector. B, a serial port connector. Ooh. Or C, a frame in a game of 10-pin bowling. <laughs> Which of these has more pins? If you can name the number of pins in those three options, you get extra points.
0: A single frame is just 10 pins, right? Yes. Yeah, of bowling. So, okay, so that's 10.
3: It has to be. I feel like that's... I feel like there's different kinds of serial connectors, though.
1: I'm working on the standard, old-fashioned monitor port.
2: My problem is I don't know what the first one is. I have never heard of it before in my life.
1: Tushel connector, like on a Nagra.
2: Oh, okay. I've seen those.
1: On a Nagra stereo cable.
2: That one. I choose Tushel. I choose serial.
0: I choose bowling.
1: (laughs) Tim is right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tushel connector is a seven-pin connector. Serial port has nine pins.
0: Oh, I thought serial was
2: eight.
1: Mm. And oh. of course, 10 pin bowling is 10 pins. I was
2: thinking of parallel, not serial. That's why I got that
1: wrong. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I'll just let you know I looked all those up. I don't know any of those things off the top of my head. I also looked up how to pronounce Tuchel connector. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. This is a timed quiz. Okay. Uh, this can be a group effort. This is the next question. Oh, boy. Okay. Name twelve commercially available digital audio workstations. You have thirty seconds, starting now.
3: Pro Tools, Nuendo, Reaper,
2: Vegas, Studio One, Adobe Audition, Bitwig, Ableton Live. Um, Where we at here? Eight. Yes, uh, Harrison Mixbus. You just said Bitwig, right? Um, Cubase, Audacity, Cubase? Audacity.
0: Okay, Aud- yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Audacity. Good job. Nice. Yeah, I think you got it in time. I
3: can't believe I said audacity. I was trying so hard not to go there.
1: Nobody said GarageBand. Come on, <laughs>
0: logic. Did we not say logic?
2: <laughs> I don't think we did. Oh wow, I, don't think we did. <laughs> I thought
0: logic was said. I passed it in my head. I thought, okay, we yeah, we Luna. nailed that one. We okay, give us all a pat yeah, on the back. You, you yeah, did
1: nail that one. Yeah, yeah. you got like uh...
0: Mark came through big. He got like six in a row in a quick like in like three <laughs> seconds. He just nailed, rolled through a bunch.
1: That was really kind of like a what kind of a brain do you have question? Okay. Next category. Our next category is uh, multiple choice. Walter Murch's upcoming book is called Which of These? A, Shiny Side Up. B, When the Waves Hit. C, Something Suddenly Clicked. Or D, A Thousand Fragments. Mm,
0: I'm going to sit this one out because I know the answer.
2: I feel like it's D, but my backup would be B. I'm going to go with B just to pick something different, but I'm not really sure.
1: (laughs) Tim thinks he knows the answer. It's C. Something suddenly clicked. That's correct. Did you come up with all of those? Those were good. Yeah, I spent a lot of time. (laughs) I spent a lot of time trying to come up with Walter Murchy type titles. (laughs) They sound
3: very Walter Murch. I'm sitting there going, man.
1: (laughs) Inspired by the previous question, our next question. Which Canadian novelist wrote a book about Walter Murch? Was it A, Douglas Copeland, B, Daniel Richler, C, Nellie Arcan, or D, Michael Ondaatje?
0: I got to set this one out too. I've heard of none of those people. I have the book right, it's right on the bookshelf right there. This is a
1: revenge of the Canadians question.
0: Come on, Americans, step yeah. up.
1: <laughs> Tim's like, I got the book right there. <laughs> I was going to
3: say, I feel severely disadvantaged. I'm trying to think of where Teresa would put the answer here. Oh,
1: what kind of brain do I have?
2: I feel like it's not A,
3: and it's probably not B, so I'm going with D.
2: Going with D on this one. I'm going to guess C, just because that's what I normally guess when I have no idea what a multiple <laughs> choice
1: answer is. Tim, do you want to fill us in? D.
0: Michael
1: the Conversations, Walter Murch, and the Art of Editing.
0: If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's awesome.
2: Even worse, I own that book, too. I obviously have not read it. (laughs) 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 It's in the pile to get to someday. You didn't know he was Canadian. I did not.
1: On a complete different tangent, a celebrated Icelandic composer...
0: Bjork? Hildur?
1: Hildur Gunadotter. She co-wrote the score for which of these... EA games. A.
0: Mark knows it. Mark knows Mark, it. Mark knows. <laughs> Mark just lit up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we got to give Mark one.
2: <laughs> I'm going to let you all guess first. What was, what was A again?
1: A. NHL Slapshot. Okay. <laughs> sea of Solitude. C. Battlefield 2042. D. The Sims 4 Cottage Living. Ooh. What is the answer?
3: Tough between, like, Sea of Solitude feels very Icelandic, but I'm going D. Going Sims.
1: Sims. Really interesting choice. Tim?
0: I was going to go with D as well, but since he already took it, I'll take Sea of Solitude, <laughs> although that seems, that feels like a decoy right to there, too. Doesn't just, it? <laughs> I'll go for it.
1: I'm surprised at your answers. Marks, tell us what it is. <laughs>
0: Mark's going to throw out Battlefield and we'll all be wrong. Battlefield. Yeah, <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Battlefield 2042.
2: I should have just read Mark, read the room, just looked at Mark and going like... I tried not to give it away. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Hilder co-wrote the score with her husband, Sam Slater. I
0: just saw a movie that she uh, did the score for. What? Which one was it?
1: Women Talking.
0: Oh, Women Talking. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, she did the score for Women Talking which yeah, out
0: now. Which is an upcoming episode that we just talked to the sound crew. Good
1: tie-in, Tim. Good tie-in. Okay, next category. Celebrity Movie Reviews. <laughs> you are going to tell me whether the celebrity in question gave a thumbs up or a thumbs down to the movie.
3: Oh, okay. This is going to be interesting. There's a poker game that is exactly like this. But
2: continue. You guys Ready? I'm not ready, but let's do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The first one, Randy Tom, Randy Tom's opinion of the Banshees of Inishirin. Thumbs up or thumbs down?
0: Yeah, I'm going thumbs down. Yeah, it was definitely thumbs down. We're all going thumbs down. Yeah.
1: Definitely thumbs down. I know this from his Facebook post about it. He didn't like the part where they chopped the guy's fingers off.
0: Yeah. He took offense to that and artists wouldn't allow that to happen. I haven't seen the film yet, so I can't. I can't give an opinion, so I don't know. But it's on my I'm list. Sort
1: of on the same. I'm sort of in the same place with him. I there's stuff about it I liked, but overall, I just it didn't fully come together for me. Okay, great. Next celebrity movie review. This is Martin Scorsese on Avengers Endgame. Thumbs up or thumbs down?
3: Thumbs down. Famously, thumbs down. Way down. <laughs> Famously. The
0: death of movies, I think he called it, or something like that.
1: (laughs) This is recent, controversial, universal panning of all superhero (laughs) movies that have ever been made and never shall be made. Was that the...
0: I think that he kind of walked that back by saying that he was like he told to like say some stuff to whip up <laughs> press for the, that would have been, I guess, the Irishman he was pushing at that point. Yes. Which yeah. was great. I loved the Irishman. He did say it.
1: The thumb went down.
0: The thumb went down.
1: Okay, next one. Paul Thomas Anderson on Men in Black 3. Thumbs up or thumbs down?
3: I feel like you're not going to give us three thumbs downs, so I'm going to go th- thumbs up.
0: Men in Black Three is like the the recent one, right? Like I, I don't, or was were there three originally? I don't know either. Like there was a recent remake that came out like last summer, starring the guy that plays Thor, Chris Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, but I don't know if that was three or if that was.
3: I'm sticking with thumbs up. Thumbs up is what
0: I say. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I'm with Renee. We're 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 assuming it's a thumbs down, so I'm going thumbs
2: up. I'm gonna go thumbs down just for the hell of it.
1: Okay, it was a thumbs up.
2: Yeah. Nice.
1: Paul Thomas Anderson's opinion about Men in Black 3. It was fucking great. I cried my eyes out.
2: There you go. Wow.
1: So the next one. Turns out these aren't celebrity movie reviews. They're just (laughs) mostly directors and Randy Tom. Okay. Uh, Michael Bay on Transformers Revenge of the Fallen.
3: I think he gave that a thumbs down probably because he was
0: not involved with it.
1: No. He directed this movie.
0: Oh, wait, he directed it? This is his review of his own movie.
1: On the movie he directed, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Thumbs up or thumbs down?
2: I want to say thumbs up, so. I remember him panning a Transformers movie, though.
1: It's Michael Bay.
2: Hmm. I'm going thumbs down. I'm going thumbs down. It's probably his least favorite of the bunch.
0: Okay, I'm going thumbs up just to be the contrarian.
1: It was a thumbs down. Yeah. The quote is that was crap. <laughs> <laughs>
2: At least he's honest. <laughs> Sorry, should I not say that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. I don't have an opinion.
1: I got one more in this category. Okay, it's Denis Villeneuve on David Lynch's Dune. Thumbs up or thumbs down?
0: Ooh. Yeah, I think that's going to be a thumbs up. Loved it. He loved it. Thumbs up. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they they got together on stage and just like had a complete love fest.
1: According to my sources, he both liked it and still found things about it he wanted to change. Typical Libra. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I also the correct answer.
3: <laughs> there was no thumb in that answer. It was just like, it was just kind yes, of a... <laughs> I
1: think it was a, a diplomatic, diplomatic commentary from a diplomatic guy. Uh, okay, so that was our uh, celebrity movie reviews. And I think we have one last, one last category. Yes, okay. This is the audio portion of the program. This category of our game is called Name that bird.
0: Oh, God. I'm in trouble. I'm done. (laughs) There better be a loon in there.
1: All right. This is really not optimized for audio professionals. This is optimized for ornithologists and amateur birders.
0: (laughs) Which none of us are. It's really
1: my category. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's go. But here we go. Name that bird. Name this conspicuous bird species erroneously placed in a Sicilian hotel garden. In the hit series, White Lotus.
3: I know it's some kind of thrush because I remember the, the,
0: the tweet. It's a thrush. Yeah. I saw the tweet too. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Can you name that bird?
0: Uh... Can I Google?
3: There was a color. It was like a brown thrush, something
0: like that. Twitter controversial thrush. It was a North American thrush. Uh, yeah, a thrush found in North America.
1: Oh, very close. Very close.
3: That's as close as I'm going to get.
1: Tim, are you Googling <laughs> it? Put your phone down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, someone sent me a tweet about it. So it is... Uh, The North American hermit thrush, yes.
1: Okay, you cheated. You don't get a point.
0: Cheated. Fully admitted that.
1: You're correct. (laughs) It is the North American hermit
0: thrush. In Sicily.
1: (laughs) Although there were some great comments on that Twitter thread, uh, one of which is, birds like to vacation too. Yeah, well,
0: that's (laughs) fair. That's fair.
1: Okay, number two. Name this conspicuous bird species erroneously placed in northern France in the award-winning 2019 film 1917. Can you name that bird?
3: That
0: has to be a loon, doesn't it? Yeah. That's got to be a Canadian loon. It's definitely a loon,
2: 100%. Sounds like a loon to me.
1: Do you know the full, correct, colloquial name for this species? Is
2: it the common loon, maybe?
1: (laughs) It's a common loon. Very good, Texan. Yes!
2: (laughs) There you go. When that loon played
0: in 1917, completely took me out of the movie for five minutes. But anyway, uh,
1: (laughs) Tim's like, God
0: damn it. The only bird I can name, basically. And I was like, I know that's
1: not there. Number three, name this conspicuous bird species erroneously placed in a redwood forest in northern California in the heartwarming family classic E.T. Can you name that bird?
0: cannot. This one's hard. Yeah I don't know that
3: one. That one's hard.
1: It is also a denizen of the boreal forest. That my friends is the eastern screech owl.
2: Oh it's an owl. Hmm. I do feel like they get a pass given the time it was. Like they probably (laughs) didn't have a ton of bird recordings to work with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: As I I mentioned before don't at me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get into one of these like 40 day long Twitter thread type things where people are like, it's totally fine. It's all about the vibe of the film. Not
3: passing judgment, just stating facts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There are many sometimes acceptable reasons to put the wrong bird in the movie.
3: Can't say I've never done it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Last one. Name this conspicuous bird species erroneously placed this time in the jungles of South America in the action blockbuster... Raiders of the Lost Ark. Can you name that bird?
3: Oh, man. That's tricky, because it sounds like a monkey.
1: Good, good, good point. It does sound like a monkey.
2: Yeah. So it must come from the African jungle. Sounds like he's having fun. I mean, <laughs> so it's like a happy animal.
0: But What's that bird that can copy other animals? Liar. Liar bird. A liar bird. No. It's some kind of, like parrot or something like that that's only in California that the sound designers could record in like California but wouldn't be down south a gray parrot or something I'll go with gray parrot
1: I'm just going to say if there are any Australians listening they have just thrown their phone across the room
2: <laughs> <It's a kookaburra. laughs>
1: It is a kookaburra
2: Ah I thought about guessing that
1: Normally found in the eucalyptus woodlands of the continent of Australia but, you made a good point, does sound like a quote-unquote monkey. Apparently, that sound was, apocryphally anyways, used in the early Tarzan movies. And so people think that's what monkeys sound like.
0: Ah, huh. interesting.
1: Because they heard it in the Tarzan films. Huh. But it's not. It's a kookaburra. Get straight, people.
3: Today I learned. <laughs> Same here.
1: That is the end of our quiz. Thanks, guys. Good job. You guys did pretty well.
0: Thank you for doing that, Teresa. That, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun.
1: You're welcome. I hope that was fun and educational <laughs> and weird.
2: It was.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Mark, you're in charge of the quiz at the end of 2023. All right. Thank you for the heads up. <laughs> we should just wrap it up by saying thanks to all the listeners for uh, the great year that we just had. Uh, It was our busiest year yet that we've had. We had, I think, something like 60, 61 different guests come on the podcast, which is pretty amazing that all those people gave us their time and their expertise and their stories. The other cool thing that we haven't really talked about at all on the podcast is we won an award this year. Yeah, We got a Gang Audio Award for uh, our coverage of Returnal in 2021, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it just arrived in the mail. You guys haven't even seen it yet, have you?
3: You sent a picture. You texted a picture.
0: Here we go. I'm holding it up for everyone to see. It's a beauty. Look at that thing. Yeah. You could definitely hurt someone with this.
2: Pretty awesome. Yeah, it looks dangerous.
0: We had two major gaps of two months where we didn't release an episode. From early January till mid-March, we didn't release an episode. And from mid-August until mid-October, we didn't release an episode. And it's because we're all really busy. We, We all have day jobs, and we just couldn't get to it in October, I sent out a tweet asking if people could help us out. And the response was kind of amazing. And that's how we got out the last like nine or 10 episodes was we had people help us out and cut them for us. And it's in in addition to them helping us out, it's also really great to kind of get to know people through that. It's mostly me uh, kind of running point on that. But like, we've had people who are like, in school and kind of learning that I've had to kind of Uh, coax through and do a bunch of revisions and we've had other people who have more experience than we do volunteering to help us who they just give me this like perfect final product that I just release into the world and don't have to touch meeting all these people and interacting with them. It's been really amazing. You know who you are. I guess I don't have a list of all the volunteers right now, but we have a list of people we haven't even got to that volunteered. But if you're listening right now and you feel like it's something that you want to do to help us out, uh, email us at info at and we'll get you on the list. And, you know, it's been unbelievably helpful and also uh, a really kind of cool way to get to know people. Uh, we also want to thank Katrina Amsler, who donated copies of her Sonic Springs library, for us to give to the volunteers so they get something out of it as well. That was really awesome of her.
3: It's also important in this context to note that we're also all volunteers here. Definitely, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we don't make any money. We spend our own money putting this podcast up. And so if it wasn't for um, the help that we're getting, the podcast just wouldn't happen. It is, um, it's a labor of love on all parts.
0: Uh, this was our busiest year ever. Like more people listen to Tone Benders in the last 12 months than any previous year. And for a podcast that passed its 10-year anniversary, which we also haven't talked about really on the show, that's kind of amazing, like something to still be building up steam after that amount of time. Something special. So thanks everybody out there that listens. We really appreciate it. Well, uh, thank you very much, Teresa, for the quiz. Uh, Thanks, Renee, Mark, Teresa, and everybody who volunteered to help us over the past year to help us get episodes out. It's been a really fun year, and we've got some really, really, pardon my French, fucking cool stuff coming up. So stay tuned, because some of our uh, episodes coming out early in 2023 are going to be really, really awesome, so stay tuned.
1: Thanks, Tim. You're the real engine at the center of all this, so thank you.
2: Yes.
3: For anyone that doesn't know, Tim drives so much of this podcast, lining up guests, dealing with the editorial help, posting episodes. If Tim wasn't putting in all the time and effort and stuff that he was into the pod, it would also
2: not ever get released. 100%
1: would not be happening, that's for sure.
0: I do it because I get to hang out with cool people like you guys, so awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, everybody.
1: Tonebenders is produced by Timothy Muirhead, Renee
2: Coronado, and Teresa Morrow. Theme music is by Mark Strait. Send your emails
1: to info at tonebenderspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter via at the Tonebenders and join Tonebenders Podcast on Facebook. Support this podcast. You can use our links when you shop at Amazon or b or leave us a tip. Just go to tonebenderspodcast.com and click the support button. Thanks for listening.
0: Are you looking for more audio-related podcasts to listen to? Tonebenders is part of the Audio Podcast Alliance, featuring a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. Be sure to hear the latest episodes from our friends in the
1: community at audiopodcast.org.